0: Hi, this is Charles Skaggs, Jesse's partner in time on Next Stop Everywhere, and also co-host on the Fandom Zone podcast and lots of other things. I'm a big fan of Jesse Jackson, and when I'm not recording podcasting with him, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and I am honored this episode to have two of my favorite people. They both were early guests on the podcast. In fact, I think uh, Donna may have been my first guest that was just the discussion. Like Colleen, we talked the rising, but I think Donna was my first guest, and Nick was a couple of right after that. So um, I have Donna and Nick. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves, um, and then we'll go from there. And ladies first. Hi. Hi,
2: I'm, I'm Donna, the founder of Bruce Funds, and we we help fans who either can't afford to get to a show or are going through some medical challenges or some personal life challenges. Um, We help them get to a show if they have never been. And I'm proud to say that um, since 2012, we've helped over 300 fans get to see a local show.
1: And we're going to talk a little bit about that more. But, yes, thank you, Donna. I appreciate you. And we have Nick, a.k.a. the Philly Elvis. Hey, Nick.
3: Yes, uh, Jess and Donna. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, I'm honored to, uh, to be here and talk to you guys tonight, uh, of my favorite subject, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And, um, and let me just say too that, uh, Donna, man, what a, what a great, uh, what great work you're doing and, uh, the innovation for you and the passion to start what you did. And uh, I think that's awesome, man. So keep it up.
1: Hey, you know, and your 300 plus Donna doesn't even include the people you have inspired. I know specifically, um, and I I won't name names, but someone uh, reached out to me and said, you know, I heard someone couldn't go, so I went and bought a couple of tickets in the spirit of Bruce funds. That was a direct mm. quote, mm-hmm. and got him tickets.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you know, and um
2: that that has happened. Yeah.
1: First off, I know you're thrilled about that because you don't have the headaches of trying to find them. And and when I say headaches, it is a lot of work. Bruce funds.
2: It's a lot of work that I never anticipated. I never I never sought out. Um, right. I started doing this just on my own, and it grew to worldwide proportions. Yeah. And it's still just me. I. I tried to have a few people help me. But unfortunately, there were some um, ethical uh, differences. So very early on, I realized that if I was going to do this the way that I felt comfortable about, I was going to have to be the one controlling it 100%. So it's grown to the point where it could probably be a full time job while while the band is touring. So it's um, and I have a full time job
1: already. Yeah. So and I've given up some hops as a result. Yeah. Um, because you know one of the things I just love, and if you haven't listened to Donna's episode with us, you really should, because she talked about the background and you know all of this is just fans and her connecting people together. Um, she's very open to any money. People donated. She has the books open. She takes not a penny out of this. All the administrative stuff, you know, she covers herself and time and volunteering, and um, I just think it's a great thing.
2: Yeah, and if I could just sneak in for a second to say that um, very recently, one of the hopeful recipients said to me, well, we all assume that you're getting free tickets from – either the band or radio stations or promoters. And I I was startled at that assumption. And I had to explain to a few people that this is a hundred percent by the fans. Someone has paid for that ticket that I am then turning around and giving away. Um, uh, The gratitude uh, and appreciation for the donors for me from me is is boundless um and and i I love any chance I get to tell people, Oh no,, huh, this is a hundred percent by fans this this has nothing to do with the band actually they are not involved, so it's no. it's very important to note that, yeah, and I think
1: I, <laughs> even though um Jim Ratola has been very supportive and had you on oh, yeah. Easter radio many times, you know. He doesn't have any pool to get you free tickets.
0: No, no,
2: absolutely not. Yeah, it's so funny the the perception and the reality of things yeah. is like night and day. Yeah, yeah. So anyway.
1: Uh, no, I'm glad you shared that. Um, so Nick, how many times have you seen Bruce, and how many times did you see him on this river tour?
3: Well, to see Bruce overall, you know, I get asked that a lot, and and um, I mean, I don't know. The first time I saw him was uh December eighth, nineteen eighty, which was the River Tour. Uh the night the night John Lennon died and you and I had talked about that. And and um so since then, that first show, I have seen him every single tour at least twice. At least twice. So I you know what I mean you put a number I don't know. I, I've seen him I've seen him a lot. But the River Tour I've seen him twice in – seen him December 8th, 1980, and then I think it was July of 81 when he came back around uh, for the River Tour. So I've seen him twice during that tour. And then this tour here, I've seen him twice, one in Philly and the other in State College.
1: Oh, very nice. And Donna, how about you?
2: This tour, I only planned to see the Hartford Show. Right. I ended up seeing – um, in addition to Hartford, um, the rescheduled MSG show, and both Barclays show, um, each one was unexpected and a result of either a friend insisting that I go, or at the last minute um, coming upon a, a ticket myself. So. Talk about being grateful.
1: (laughs) What was funny is we actually were supposed to record on the night of the Barclays um, show. And uh, Chris, who couldn't make it tonight, but um, had emailed me and said, Hey, I've got a gig. I'm not going to be able to make it. I said, Oh, no problem. And uh, I'm going to get Chris on again. He's my Louisiana buddy. And then Donna said, you know, I've turned down a couple of chances to go on the show because I'm I I want to talk to you and I said, "No, you should get a show." And so and then I tell Nick and Nick's like, "No, she should go to the show." <laughs> and then she said, "Okay, the universe is telling me I should attend the show." Yeah. And and that was a pretty special show.
2: Yeah, that that last show was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um
1: so Uh, And we'll start with uh, Nick. Overall thoughts. Now you had seen, so the river must be a special place for you, Nick, because that was your first show you'd seen with him. But did you have any expectations going to this when you heard that he was going to do the river entirety? And did you, were you, did it live up to your thoughts?
3: well as as far as expectations um you know i mean it was you, you know he's going to put on a tremendous show you know between you know with his work ethic on stage and the camaraderie and everything his his music um i was really looking forward to seeing the river in its entirety because there's a lot of songs that he rarely played um you know throughout his career You know, um, except for the river tour back in '80 and '81, so that was I was really looking forward to that, and um, and just you know, again the overall Springsteen and the E Street Band performance. Uh, But so so I I really didn't have an expectation of just um, that that energy and thrill of once again seeing you know the greatest entertainer of all time. You know,
1: Donna, how about you? If
3: far exceeded
2: my expectations. I knew there was a story to tell with this album, but experiencing it the first time in Hartford, it was stunning how much it was for me like a theater play. Um, And I needed that second show to then take that thought and, and be more, um, be more aware of it as it was happening. And I was just rewarded by, I had a very high seat. I was actually in the last row of Madison Square Garden. So I was right at the top and um, it's like a bird's nest view. And the camera crew and the lighting crew helped tell the story of the river in really incredible dramatic fashion that I think people probably just take for, maybe some people see it, but probably for the most part you might take it for granted because it's, it's just part of the story. So you, you know, it's happening, but you may not be aware of it the first time or if it's your only time seeing the show, it just, it adds to each song, but, you know i really got a chance to to see it for on its own like oh look at the lighting in point blank and and look how the film crew was um you know patty was there that night so when they really focused in on the two of them at at the center mic together it was it just added that extra nuance of super specialness for me
1: You know, um, I was lucky enough to see the uh, tour four times um, because my wife is fantastic. And you know, I'd planned to go to Pittsburgh, and I thought that was going to be the only show I saw, and I was happy with it. Um, And then she bought me tickets for Louisville, and then when he did a second leg, um, I went to Oklahoma City, and then Dallas and one of the things that i was not a big fan of independence day and and when i say that there are just there are songs that connect with you emotionally and then there're songs that you acknowledge oh yeah that's a good song but it's just not something that speaks to me right and so independence day was one of those for me but the first time i heard him do it live at that show and him talking about his father connected with me and I love seeing that each time and then I did not catch the first time but when I started out in the streets where at the end where he calls each band member and they each do an individual line you know I was ready both at Oklahoma City and Dallas and that's truly one of my highlights I, I love that just that little bitty thing so, um, Nick, how about you? Some highlights that you were really impressed with or? Well, I was, um, uh,
3: fortunate both in Philly and in the, in, um, Penn State to, to get in the pit and not only get in the pit, be very up close. As a matter of fact, Penn State, we were like the 30th people in, um, and as a matter of fact, um. I just want to say this, that Fledge and Catherine – Fledge was in the movie, Springsteen and I. He was the uh, the gentleman from England. He's the one that got upgraded at MSG.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, sure.
3: Yeah, well, I met them. They came to my show when I performed in England in January. And I said to him, I said, hey, if I can get you a Springsteen ticket, come to the States, stay with Dottie and I, and we'll go. And he said, okay. So when I came back from England the next day, tickets went on sale for, for State College. And I end up getting four GA tickets. And I right away Facebooked him. He said, we're there. So I picked him up at the airport on Friday. We spent the whole weekend, took him to Ashbury Park. That's a whole nother story. But we went to the concert in State College. And we were literally against the stage on the right side. Um, on the Where were the steps where he like leaves that stage? On the side of uh, Steve Van Zandt and Gary Talent. And I just want to tell this little story that... You know, he. We were leaning against the stage, and he, you know, his boots were like right in front of me. He was standing right in front of me, and he was pointing to what looked like right above my head. And I turn around, and it was this little girl that he was pointing to, and she was sort of trying to, you know, because when he's when he was there, like everybody was sort of squeezing us, you know, because they want to touch him or whatever. So she was getting squeezed. So he was there singing, just standing there in front of us. So I turn around, and she was with her mom. And I, and I grabbed the little girl. I said, come here, come with me. So like, I took her in front of me and Dottie looked at me and grabbed her and picked her up so she could be like at chest height of Bruce. He grabs his back pocket, pulls out his harmonica and hands it to her.
1: Oh, that's great.
3: And then, you know, Dottie put her down and I like, you know, shoved, rubbed her head and like looked at her and high fived her and her face. Oh my God, it was priceless, you know, and Bruce kept looking and nodded and smiled. And, and I don't know if many people even saw that, you know, that because it happened so quick, but that just shows like, you know, he's, it's just unbelievable how he really cares. And, and he, you know, he made it a point to, to point at her and to acknowledge her. And then when Dottie, You know, kudos to Dottie for grabbing her and picking her up like that, and then he gives her the harmonica, man. It was just – it was unbelievable.
1: You know, I I want both y'all's opinion. I'm glad you brought that up, and I want to hear about you dancing with Susie, uh, Nick. But – and, you know, we might need to have another episode where uh, we get him uh, and you kind of to talk about you visiting England and them visiting – jersey and the experience we may try to do that in a month or so but yeah
2: that would be something i'd
1: love yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i'd love to hear that i think that'd be great but do you i I guess i'm going to give you an either or and then i'd like you both to expand it and donna you go first do you feel that bruce is interacting more with his fans this tour and over the past few tours more than normal or is it because of social media we just see a bit more and there's no right answer i just wanted your opinion
2: this topic actually came up on east street radio as well um i think i'm gonna sound like a real uh wimp no, uh, but I think I, I think it's both. I think yeah. yes, we are seeing it more, and yes, there may be more interaction. Um,
1: I actually agree with that answer.
2: <laughs> so, I, yeah. I'm I'm thinking back to um, the first Wrecking Ball tour show I saw in 2012, um, because. There was still waiting on a sunny day. There was that built-in ex- expectation for those of us who knew it was coming, that there was going to be that type of interaction. And then we also knew that there was going to be the sign interaction. So what I th- think maybe this tour is showing is that it's happening Unprompted or unexpected at unexpected moments. So, um, the first thing that comes to my mind is Steve, the the checkered shirt guy. Um, you know, that's that's nothing any of us could have expected or predicted or known about.
1: You know, and it just happened. And like Tom so, England, who was lucky enough to be on the right. show with me. You know, working on the highway. Now. Right. You know, I think, Nick, I want to hear your thoughts, but, you know, you're an example of he's always interacted because when did you – what year was it when you got on stage, that famous time that was on the movie and has been on the internet forever? What year was that? Remind me. That was October
3: 19th, 2009.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's seven, eight years ago, but I just – so what are your? I'll give my thoughts but yours first, Nick.
3: I I, th- I think he's definitely uh, interacting more. I mean, he always interacted with the crowd for years and years, but I think you know. And he made a statement where he said, you know, the older you get, the more it means. And, yes. And Amen. And you see that, you know, and and yeah. and and as I mentioned, you know, I was so fortunate uh, the last few shows to be up close, pretty close, and. And to see his eyes, to see, you know, as he's performing, I mean, he truly loves what he does. And, and uh, you know, when, when he's, as he's moving, he's constantly looking at people and pointing and interacting in so many, you know, so many different ways.
2: And taking it all in, right? I mean,
1: yes.
2: did, did, did you get the vibe that he's just like soaking it up? I, oh, yeah, I
1: do. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, and. In, in superhero terms, you know, yeah. uh, like, you know, the parasite is a villain that's on the super, you know, in the Superman universe, and and he just soaks up the energy. But Bruce is, this is a force for good, yeah. you know, because he's, you know, as the love you make is equal to, you know, love you take is equal to love you make, right? And to quote the Beatles, and he's, it's out there. And I joked he's been wanting to be a grandfather for a while. Um, but I do think he, he loves his fans, and I have the feeling – and uh, I would be interested to hear y'all's opinion. I think the band knows that the runway, the highway in front of them is shorter than the highway behind them, and that they have a limited amount of times they are going to get to play together again. And every night – First off, this tour was a gift, right? We weren't going to have this, and all of a sudden we did. I think them playing together, they – this is never a job for them. This is a joy and a party and a celebration and a worship service every night for them. And I guess that's a question, but I, I don't think you guys are going to disagree.
3: Yeah, no, yeah, there's no question about that. and. And um, actually, you know, the state college. I don't know if because uh, the venue was a bit smaller than uh, than Philadelphia, but when he, I mean, it was loud. It was loud. And when he came out, before he even went into "Meet Me in the City," he he said he goes, "Wow!" Like, and you know, and they wrote up about it in Backstreets the next day. That, and he kept saying it all night long. He just couldn't believe the crowd. at at state college. He was really impressed. So, and, um, and he actually audibled a few songs. Uh, he audibled born in the USA and I think there was one other and, uh, but yeah, he was, you know, talking, you know, Donna was saying about him taking it all in, man. He absolutely took it in. Um, it was just a tremendous, tremendous crowd that night.
2: Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, they've, I think they've always enjoyed what they've done. They've always <clears throat> given their best. Um, I think that this tour, they, that Bruce <clears throat> or any of us really should feel that tonight could be the last night for any of us there's a sense there's a sense of it's not a doom and gloom feeling but there's a sense of living in the moment um absolutely making tonight this moment on stage this song this note the best that it absolutely can be because this might be it but but in a celebratory way not in a not in a uh, hang my head and and cry sort of way. Sure. It,
1: I agree with you, and I think um, I think they felt that anyway. But I believe uh, with David Bowie, then Glenn Frey, and you know we've lost a few, you know, Merle Haggard, and now that and now Prince, that you know this is. Um, you know not to get spiritual but i think the bible says no one is guaranteed a future you know we're not guaranteed a tomorrow and you know they feel that way and it's just something amazing i i i asked a lot of people if they prefer you know the east street band on steroids you know the big E Street Orchestra or this slim down band, and then we start talking about the slimmed-down band is, what, like nine, ten people? <laughs> and they are so big. Don't you guys agree? I mean, they – I don't know if they've ever sounded better, more tight. It is just amazing.
2: It's a powerhouse of love.
1: Yeah. Oh, well said, Donna. Um. So I was asked, and I want to hear you guys' opinion. Uh, A couple of my friends said, really, four times? When two-thirds of the show is the exact same songs in the exact same order? And, you know, it really did feel like watching my favorite movie again. You know, now, if there's a song I didn't care for, um, I didn't care – it didn't – I didn't start liking it more, I but I didn't start liking it less. I was like, oh, this isn't one of my favorites, and I'm old, so I got to go pee. Uh, but, you know, I was never bored during that three and a half hours, any of the nights.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was the second time I saw it. Um, it's like when you go see a musical, and it just doesn't – even though they may do the exact same songs or – of, of just, I'm not talking to Springsteen, I'm even talking just a musical or a play, you still see different nuances, you know, and the same with this. I mean, I was, I was so, you know, hanging on every note, you know, even you see the songs so many times, but it's, it's like you're there for the first time. You know, it really is. At least that's for me. And, and, uh, yeah. you know, those yeah. people that say that, I guess they, maybe they haven't experienced seeing Bruce once or twice, maybe on the same tour, I guess it's so hard to explain. You just have to physically be there and, and then experience it.
2: I, w- I would say to someone who said that to me, how many times do you play the same CD? Um, it, <laughs> and, and playing a CD cannot compare in any way to seeing something live so <laughs> i just i just have to chuckle i don't get it it's not in my realm of comprehension i i saw something new every single time and even if i didn't it was still so fascinating to me that it didn't matter
1: so someone suggested I, – I forgot which article, but they were talking about when you're going to a Springsteen concert, what to do. And um, someone suggested, you know, like watch watch Gary for a, sh- a song or watch Max for a, sh- a song just to see – you know, focus. It's kind of like when you're watching a football game. Instead of following the ball, follow some of the other players and see what's happening. And – um you know, I was, and you know, one of my seats was parallel to the stage at the very top. So I was looking like you talked about, Donna, a um, a you know a crow's nest, but I could see. I was on the Patty Little Steven side, and I could just see everything, you know, straight across. And it was a great angle to watch because you know there's so many different you know, as you talked about the video screens and the camera crew really do a great job of catching it. Um, and I know a couple of people, God love them. Is like, yeah, drive all night, just a little bit too long. And oh uh, And I'm like, every time I just was captivated by that story. And that just, it did not feel long at all to me. I just was almost that it was meditation to me so much,
3: well yes. the, the build up he does towards the end of that song, yeah, uh, which was you know he enhanced it and it was a little different than on the album, but yeah, that build up at the end of it, oh my god, man, it was yeah, tremendous, and
2: then the 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 audience participation of the the torchlights it just I got chills just thinking about it it's. Very very special. It just
3: And you know what's it, funny? It, it could sorry. be a movie. Oh yeah. No,
2: that that song could be a movie. Go go ahead.
3: No, I was gonna say, you know, as far as the feeling of the anticipation and going to the river tour here, I know how I felt December eighth, nineteen eighty, going to see my first show at the Spectrum in Philly. Um and it's so funny because You know, I was a sophomore in college, I think then. And um, it took, I I waited in line for a day and a half. Back in those days, you had to stay overnight and wait in line at a ticket agency. And I was with uh, my best friend back in 1980, and we got tickets. And for this show in Philly, I was with the same guy and our other best friend from high school, and my wife, you know, like the three of my best friends, uh, were there. So it was like come full circle of this river tour, dating back to 1980. But the feeling and anticipation, and I and I remember like yesterday how when he walked on stage and the first song he did was "Born to Run," December 8th, 1980. And uh, and then the anticipation and and the feeling in 2016, they they're about the same, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Oh my god! How many years is that?
1: You know? Yeah, that's that is amazing. I love
3: that. That's Thirty-six years. <sighs> wow.
1: Chris went to his first show at Oklahoma City, and he came over on Sunday. And so it was uh, we. Uh, we talked a little bit how we were not sold on the uh, Cowboys draft, which <laughs> that's a that's an NFL thing, right? Uh, Nick, you always are never happy with your team's draft. (laughs) Exactly. You did pick up a great running back. Yeah, we did. We are hoping. And then – and so my wife, who is the casual fan, you know, started talking to him, and his face lit up about how – and he said, I knew fewer of the songs, but I could just experience it. And he told the story. He had already told me that on last Monday – he was kind of in a bad mood. He's taken on a new role at work. And so he was feeling a little overwhelmed, you know, because he's new and he's trying to learn everything. And so he, and, and he, at lunch, he threw on Cadillac Ranch and Out in the Street and Hungry Heart. And he says, and my heart, it, I just felt good, Dad. And because I I picked at him about out in the street, I said, because, you know, he he hates Sunday nights because you got to go to work Monday morning. Right. And I, you know, and I told him the line, you know, we, we talked about the line about the foreman calling. I've already got Friday on my mind, you know, and he's like, that is one of the truest things I've ever heard in a song. And, you know, he was just and she's looking at me like. You've converted them. And I'm like, no, it's <laughs> it's the magic of Bruce. So yeah.
3: hey, speak, speaking of conversion, my uh my son, um, uh, who who got a nice appearance in the movie Spring Scene and I, uh he got married uh last September and they didn't go on their honeymoon and they waited until this coming summer in July. They they had plans and they made reservations and all for their honeymoon in July to go to Rome. Wow. This was before any announcements of Bruce playing there. So it turns out that their hotel is like a mile from the stadium. They're flying in July 16th, the same day that he's playing that night. They're flying in that morning. And my son turns 30 on July 17th. So for his early birthday present, his wife – um uh, Katie love her got uh Springsteen tickets in Rome for his birthday gift
1: and they're gonna see wow. him wow yeah
2: that's cool
1: you know yes. that is awesome um that <laughs> I is, love how
2: synchronicity happens yes like, that is uh,
1: greatness um, I want to hear about you dancing with Susie but before that um, I'd like you Donna is there any and I'm leading you on. I know there's at least one or two very special recipients of Bruce funds. Do you want to share a little bit of those?
2: This leg um, has really been an emotional one. Um, A lot of medical uh, challenges people were facing. Um, A lot of people wrote to me multiple cases of Springsteen fans uh, fighting cancer, different kinds, different ages, different levels of treatment, different different needs regarding uh, whether or not they could be in a in a crowd or whether or not they could sit down, uh, needed special assistance, etc. That has really been um, an unexpected theme, if you will. And um, by helping them and, and working with them to get their needs met, I have just been so humbled by the one thing they all had in common was that they wanted to be at a Springsteen show. Just how much it meant to them to be able to go when I hear someone perhaps flippantly say they're not gonna go see another show for whatever reason I just pause and I think of the people that I've helped who may have either seen their only show they will ever see with Bruce of Bruce or um, the the only show they've seen in a long time and who are are really trying to stay alive and um, the strength that they get from that one show and how grateful they are. Talk about putting things in perspective. I just absolutely humbled me and um, I don't take a single moment for granted. And I take, I take every request that comes to me um, very seriously.
1: I know you do and because um, you just never know. You what, don't and so what's going on is what he's like. I'm gonna end with Nick telling a fun story, but I want to just go for a little bit and I, I'm very careful because you know social media is well like emails. Sometimes an email can be read in a bad way and and someone will not mean, you know, it's like when you send your significant other, "Hey, is it okay if I I want to go do this? And is that fine? You know, just checking with you." And they go, "Sure," and that's all they send. And right. you go, and
2: you read tone into it. Read yeah.
1: Tone, going, "Oh, oh, wait a minute," you know, right? Like maybe Dottie really doesn't want me to do this. And right, Nick, right. but really, it's she's busy, and she just has time to write this one-word answer. So. I am trying to give our fans the benefit of the doubt, but I am amazed at the amount of – and it's a loud, small percentage of fans that complained he was going to do the river, and they said he's become an oldies act, right? And now then we have another small but loud group complaining that he isn't going to do the river in – the you know in Europe and they're feeling cheated someone said well I would have flown to the U.S. if I'd known I wasn't going to get it and I did say that is the definition of a first world Springsteen problem that you have the disposable cash to fly to the U.S. I've and I do believe that counting the number of Springsteen shows you've gone to is not a correct barometer of how big of a fan you are. I have talked to people on this podcast who've never seen him live that do papers on his music and that has gotten him through, you know, divorces, sickness and everything and I don't think there's a bigger fan. But I just can't believe the negativity on a very small group of how dare he not play what I want him to play. Any thoughts? Yes. Okay. And then I want Donna, then we'll hear Nick.
2: (laughs) Well, what I would like to say to anybody who's thinking that way is just, you know, I always try to take in everyone's perspective. And I always try to leave a conversation by trying to get someone else to broaden their perspective. And I would say, what if you knew it was the last chance you ever had? Would you still go? Would you still complain? Or would you go? You know, it's as simple as that. And people love to complain because it makes them feel better about whatever it is they may have going on. God knows I'm no saint. I complain up and down about many things in my life. It just doesn't happen to be Bruce Springsteen. So I can relate to the complaining part. of Absolutely. Things. But I just think what if that that show you you're now disappointed in was your last chance? What if you knew it either, you know, you were going to have no more chances or he was going to have no more chances to perform? Would would that make a difference or would you still complain? I'm
1: just putting it out there. And Nick, I mean how much would you love to hear elvis perform right right yeah i mean I, i'm not trying to be morbid but i'm just saying you know he was taken from us way too young and um and you know it, it, there is an alternate universe out there where he grew up to be like frank sinatra an elder statesman in music right and how much i would have loved to seen that
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have, I've thought about that many times, you know, just saying, man, I, you know, I wish I had an opportunity to, to see him at least one time, you know, I mean, he died. I was, I was 16 years old, 15 going on 16, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, look, I, I said earlier, you know, if you have, a, you know, he's going to go on this Europe tour and he's going to see how many millions of people are going to see him throughout this, this tour. And when you have, you know, 30, 40 knuckleheads that, that make a stupid statement, you know what I mean? They get the knuckleheads get the press, you know, and it was so funny. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Steve Van Zant tweeted about it today and said, you know what, if if they're unhappy, then and just had get their money back.
1: Yeah, and he said, "I'll give you the money." Yes. Yeah, yeah
3: said, me. If you can't get your money back, I'll
1: give you the money. I'll
3: pay yeah. you in my own pocket. You know, yeah. Think so, yeah, they're just there, and they're they're you know what? I bet they're not even true fans. I don't know. They're,
1: well, and I certainly can understand if you have been chasing uh, price you pay, or drive all night, or you know. A song that you'd, I mean, I have a little bit of disappointment that I've, you know, he didn't, my love won't let you down on a couple of song shows, and I would love to hear that live. So I'm disappointed and jealous in a fun way, right? Not in a, I'm going to, you know, take my Ticketmaster account and go home. Yeah. It's just you know it's like right. dang it, and then right. <laughs> but then there's songs you get that I mean I will tell you a couple of years ago when he did One Step Up in Houston as a sign request you know and the two brothers got on there and did No Retreat No Surrender I feel honored there for both those moments. Now I was just
3: gonna say I you know I mentioned yeah. uh, Fledge and Catherine who are just terrific people man just great people Mm -hmm. they i think speak for europe i really do i mean they they love bruce springsteen and they came and they just were blown away by the concert and we actually even spoke about because i even actually um sent him a message saying hey fledge i just heard that you know they're not going to do start to finish the river it's going to be the river tour but it'll be just you know a regular show a lot of river songs um and he was like oh man whatever he was like whatever you know i mean it's 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 great and and i think he speaks for most most you know over 90 95 percent of it so um believe me and i um they're, they're just wonderful people there man they appreciate music and you know my little performance there. Um, I was just so blown away by by what they shared with me and and what they've done. And uh, they're just great people, man. They're they're passionate, and uh, it's just going to be a great, great, great tour, man, in Europe for sure.
1: It is going to be okay. Talk to me, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. I just appreciate both of you guys spending so much time with me. So I have a little crush on Susie. I got to tell you. And uh,
2: oh, you are not the only one
1: <laughs> if if they said, "Okay, Jesse, you know, you can't talk to Bruce, but you can talk to any other band member it yeah, I would have such a list, but I may go with Susie just because there's just something about her, and just that fiddle adds so much to so many songs, you know. So, uh, talk about um, your experience getting back on stage. Well, I mean, it,
3: yeah. Well, first off, Susie, I mean, what a great addition to the E Street Band. Yes, I agree. You know, back in uh, in that in the uh, the Rise and Tour, and and uh, she's so, and it's not just a fiddle. I mean, she'll she plays she plays every song. You know, she either has a guitar in her hand or. You know, and she adds to the vocals, and even just her presence. She has such great presence on stage, and and um, yeah, and um, but uh, that day, um, I w- initially, uh, I I just I wasn't planning on really having the sign that I did or going up there, but so many people, you know, I mean,
1: well, you're kind of I had my moment in the sun, you know, I it's time to share, right?
3: But, but then again, but now it's, it's, I'm there for, for everybody. People are like, you have to, you have to bring it. I mean, you have to bring the suit. You're part, you're, you're part of the, whatever it is in Philly now, you know? And so, so I had it with me and we had sub zero temperatures that day, February 12th. I mean, seriously. And we tailgated, we were there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, We had a tent and. We had – by like 3 in the afternoon, we had – I think I counted. There were 75 people, um, and with the wind chill factor, it was below zero. We had more food than you could imagine. We had two grills going (laughs) and a full table of stuff. So uh, it was such a great, great time. A whole bunch of us went, and uh, (laughs) we all ended up getting into the pit. But before we went, people were like, come on, Nick, put it on, man. Put it on, put it on. I said, all right. I said, you know what? I have always loved Susie. And I asked my wife, I said, all right, put the sign, you know, can the Philly Elvis dance with Susie? And Dottie made a wonderful sign. Um, I put the suit on, sub-zero degree temperatures outside between two trucks underneath I-95 in Philly. Oh, my God.
2: uh, What a story.
3: (laughs) I love it. Oh. And uh, and of course, you know, it was just, you know, you get there and people, are, hey, all this is here, you know, whatever. And so we get in and we ended up, as I mentioned, just very fortunate. We were we were like two there, were like two people in front of me and then the stage. And we were we stood in front of Susie. And um, as soon as she came out, I raised the, the, the sign. And she immediately saw it and laughed, uh, Bruce early on immediately saw it and laughed and and uh, Niels uh, and I think even uh, Charlie on that side. so you know they they all saw it and laughed and, and throughout the show, you know she would look over and I'd blow her a kiss and she'd blow me a kiss, you know, type of thing and and then um, and then dancing in the dark, he looked at Steve. And he pointed at a sign, and Steve's like, yeah, 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 like that. And then Bruce called me over, and I gave him the sign, and he held it up to the video. And then he said, all right, come on, come on. So me being um, a little heavy these days and out of shape, by the time I had to climb, like, three walls to get to the stage, I don't know if you saw the video, but, like, I collapsed on the stage. And I look up, and Steve is just cracking up laughing. They're all just laughing, and I'm on my knees crawling. And I made it a point because in 2009, as I was getting up on stage, Bruce reached out his hand to help me. And I said to myself, don't touch him, you know, out of respect or whatever. I never did. So here I said, I want to at least shake his hand or something, thank him, because I never had a chance to thank him. So again, I don't know if you saw the video, but I went up to him and I knelt down on one knee and I grabbed his hand. I just said, thank you, man. Thank you. Like that. I said, is it okay if I dance with her? He's like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So I went over there and, um, and we, and I, we danced and, and real quickly, I don't want to make this story even longer, but the scarf that I gave her has a story on its own. When I was in England, the scarf was in in a lottery They had a raffle. We were raising money for a charity when I was in England and, you know, and I and I gave money and they gave me tickets. So that scarf was there because the person who had the scarf was given to them because, oh, my God, I'm making this too long. But the the, the scarf began in um, Brussels, I think it was. when, when Jay Clemens did a living room show, and somebody was invited to the living room show, and as a thank you, brought a scarf that was made that said E Street fans, and on one end of the scarf had a saxophone, the other end had a guitar. So that person in Belgium, it was Belgium, not Brussels, Belgium, that person then went to England for my performance in that weekend, and she brought the scarf and donated it to this raffle. So when I won the raffle, I heard a woman say, oh, I want that scarf. So I grabbed the scarf, and instead of keeping it like you're supposed to, I gave it to the woman. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not to, I, want, I, she, I heard her say she wanted a telephone cover that had Bruce's picture on it. So, so I gave her the telephone cover. So the very next winner grabbed the scarf and gave it to me. So wow. people started giving the gifts away. You know, so then she gave me the scarf. So I'm in England. So now I bring the scarf back to the United States. And that was the scarf that I gave to Susie on stage. So it began in Belgium and then England and then here in the States. And um, and she loved it. She said some things to me that I've never shared with anyone, but they were just very, very nice things she said. Um, And when I jumped back off the stage, you know, she kept looking at me and we we're blowing kisses at each other and she just seemed to have a great time. I, I just, you know, it was just, I thanked her a million times. It was just so fortunate. And she kept the scarf with her the entire time. And even when they did their bows at the very end, when they, when they were holding hands, she had that scarf and she looked at me and, you know, again, laughed even right when she left. And, and uh, yeah, it was just a, a great moment. So.
2: I have a question, Nick. When I have seen the video. I, I love it, and I, and I actually watched it several times. I, I am always concerned with okay. anyone who's getting up on that stage. How much does it hurt to actually get up there? I mean, are
3: you bruised
2: the days afterwards?
3: Well, I'm bruised the days afterward because of the three-and-a-half-hour marathon that Bruce puts on. <laughs> in the pit. Especially with my Elvis boots, uh, my feet are hurting a little bit. But but I but, but I mean again when I, if you saw me I like laid on my back I was just yeah. out of you know out of breath and whatever uh, but you
2: weren't you weren't in pain
3: no 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 okay. no, no I didn't pull my hamstring like I did uh, 2009 but I was
1: this time okay <laughs> that is awesome all right so we're gonna have you on. Um, and we're going to talk. Um, we're going to if we can try to work on both. If nothing else, we'll definitely have you because I want to hear more about England. But if we can get your buddy, I think that would be such a great story to share. Um, Donna, we will continue to promote and um, you know thank you. And you know I would say you know can we send you a few coins just to help pay for your time? But I know the truth is you would just send it all on tickets. Um, this is a labor of love for you, and in honor of your mom. And I think this is such a wonderful legacy.
2: I just tell everyone, just pay it forward. So many people want to pay me back, and I just say, don't just pay it forward. Next time you see a a Springsteen, it doesn't even have to be Springsteen. Next time you see somebody who needs some help, and it resonates with you, I mean, it doesn't even have to be monetarily related. Maybe you know they're i don't know struggling with their luggage or or need the door to be held open for them just a little kindness goes a long way that that just makes the, the world a, a slightly little better in your own in your own personal way it, that's that's good enough for me
1: i think that is beautiful uh if someone wants to reach you how can they nick
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, probably the best way is uh, either Twitter, you know, the Philly Elvis, at the Philly Elvis, or uh, Facebook, my fan page, uh, the Philly Elvis. And um, if you're in uh, the Hershey, Pennsylvania area, um, I'll be with a 10-piece band. Uh, May 27th, we're at the Vineyard and Brewery of Hershey, and uh, we're kicking off their outdoor concert series during the summer. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend, that Friday night. From seven to ten, we're doing great dance music. I'll be doing actually uh, a couple Bruce tunes during the dance. Wow! Uh, we got a horn section, three piece horn section, and uh, and then we're doing the Elvis show, and it's an outdoor thing. Uh, probably they're estimating five six hundred people or so, and and that's uh, just going to be a great time. So come on out for that, and uh, and uh, just real quick too, not to let it out of the bag, but there's conversations and. Uh, Hopefully, I'll be announcing uh, something uh, pretty big uh, going on in New Jersey uh, around Elvis's anniversary of his death in August uh, wow. near Asbury Park with, uh, with some great great Jersey musicians. So
1: I will keep uh, good thoughts about you and we. I just um, if you can get anywhere close to Dallas, you and Dottie have a place to stay, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll we'll. Even my son will welcome the Philly Eagle fan. I tell this story all the time. Uh, Nick said, I never thought I'd be friends with a Cowboy fan. And we go, the magic of Bruce music, crossing borders all the way around.
0: (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. Donna, how about you?
2: BruceFunds.org is the website. And at BruceFunds on Twitter and uh, Facebook um, it's Bruce.fund, Fund, because funds was already taken. But basically, if you since since 2012, so many people have Googled us that if you just type in Bruce Funds, it comes right up.
1: So yeah, and um, you guys, you're selling a great new shirt.
2: Yeah, with a with a line that you came up with actually, you and Colleen. Yeah, the the 2016 uh, Bruce Fund shirt on the back says, every show is someone's first. And it's just a gentle reminder that you may be standing next to someone who hasn't heard whatever song is currently being performed. Uh, So keep quiet.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because I bring that up a fair amount that, you know, If Chris was thrilled to hear Thunder Road and Born to Run, you know, because it was his first show. Sure. And and you just enjoy it and look at it through their eyes. I just I think it's going to be great. And I'm so excited about Europe and the sign request and what we're going to see. And I feel so blessed. We are in a world where because of cell phones and social media, we get to see this.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And surprises await us in the fall.
1: I have I have good feelings. I will. By the (laughs) way, Allie told me to tell you both hi. Um, She sent me a text, and um, Allie of course said how much she loves you, Donna. Um, She's already said that if I, if Linda and I and Chris, can get to, um, if he's playing at the Met, she's like you got to come. I got to show you around New York. And we got to do, and I know you have a standing offer. If he, I want to go to see him in Philly. You want me to see you, so right, Nick? Well, so. anywhere
3: in the Pennsylvania. I mean, he plays, you know, Philly. He plays here in Hershey. He plays a yeah. state college, or I mean, you know, you got a home, man. You and Don, and you guys a home here for sure. We
1: well, appreciate it. All right. Um, Guys, uh, thank you both so much. This is so special to me. Uh, you two have been very supportive of the podcast and of what I've been doing, and uh, I just appreciate you both. You're great. You're great people. Great Bruce buds, and I think you both represent uh, what's great about not just Bruce fandom but music fandom. And and how it's we're here to help each other. So thank you both. If you guys want to be on Set Lusting Bruce and share your story, uh, email me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, Set Lusting Bruce, and at Set Lusting Bruce on Twitter. We'd love to hear it. Uh, For now, I'm just going to thank you both, and uh, we'll talk soon.